Paul makes it clear through his works, especially here in Ephesians, that we should live in amazement of the peace and reconciliation that God has given us through the cross. God is glorified in a church that loves him and through Christ who has redeemed us. Do our prayers look like we are overwhelmingly amazed at the power of God in us and the need to glorify him? You know what has convicted me this week? This week, how few of my prayers have been, God, work powerfully. To lack timidity in that, to, 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 to get rid of all the timidness and say, you know what, God, work powerfully for your glory through your church, however that might look. God, change a heart, redeem souls, grow your kingdom, build your temple. It is in Scripture. It's okay to pray for that. For your glory, not my own. If it means poverty on my end, if it means death on my end, so be it. It's easy to say in America 2020, I would die for Christ. I hope I can do it when the time comes. But pray it. God has eternal purposes at play. Our prayer lives can frequently resemble our life schedules, simply asking God's favor or provision in our temporal schedules. Jesus himself, when asked how to pray, ended his prayer with, to yours be the kingdom and the glory forever. Amen. Don't pray with the furthest focus you have being this upcoming Saturday. Pray with eternal purpose. Pray God take it away at any moment if you desire or bless abundantly if you desire, but whatever it is, you be the glory forever and ever, amen. It's certainly fine to pray things like Tuesday's meeting, whatever. I I don't care. It's perfectly fine to pray for it, but we should also recognize God has a mission to bring his glory to all generations forever and ever. Don't misprioritize your prayers. For something that is just merely a few days away for us to overtake the eternal plan of the Father in our time and effort, it's revealing. God has an eternal purpose in the construction of his holy temple. Again, that's verse two, or chapter 2, verse 20. Something our prayers are a part of bringing about. I think we tend to underestimate your prayers have an impact. Your prayers have a role, a vital role. I don't care what your theology is. Your theology might be that your prayers move God because of our independency. Your prayers might be that your prayers move God because he divinely gave you that prayer in that time. I don't care. Argue the logistics all you want. The truth is your prayers play a part. Paul never once prayed that God would spare his life. Paul prayed that he would be excited to finish the race when the time came. And I'm really, really, really tired of making excuses for the church. I'm not talking about this church, I'm just the church in general. 
I'm really, really tired of us filling our time with things that are interesting, things that are enjoyment. Not every moment of your free time should be for your entertainment, by the way. That's, it's actually kind of weird that we've logically deduced that that's okay. That the second you have a moment to spare, let me fill this with some entertainment. Do something. Pray. Read. Spend time with God. Sacrifice for your neighbor. I don't care. But do something for God's glory. But it's getting really sad. Every moment I plug into anything online, reads any article, listen to any news podcast, any Christian radio, to all you hear is stories of pastors that are doing this or that that is crappy, or churches that are failing in their numbers left and right, or people that are increasingly not... We went in the beginning of COVID from a record number of people saying they read their Bible every day to within like two weeks, a all-time historic low. I think it's like 4% of people say that they read their Bible daily. That's a, that's, no wonder our prayers don't get answered. Do we have eternal focus at all on our radar? Because I really, 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 really do struggle to read all over Scripture. It seems like I am beating a dead horse. At some point, I tell Shannon all the time that I get worried people will get sick and tired of hearing me preach the same thing every Sunday. And that is the glory and the power at work in God. But to be perfectly honest with you, in one letter, Paul has to keep repeating it. Because we don't register it. The fact that the power of the eternal, living, loving creator of the universe has not only redeemed your soul, but is actively living within you for eternal purposes. And I'm nervous about adoption funds coming in. Let's take a moment, just as we do every uh, week, all eyes closed, um, all heads bowed. I'm not going to ask you, I'm going to command you. This is going to be bold on my part and it's uncomfortable to do so, but as a pastor I have to. I don't know where you are, but this is myself included. Cut it out, reprioritize your life now. Not when you get home and get a piece of paper, now. Commit to it, repurpose it, look at the Father in heaven and say to you be the glory forever and ever, amen. Whatever it is that you've been praying for, take it, pray for it, pray hard for it, but pray for it with priority and focus. It might be that the way you're praying for it is denying God the glory he is due. I'll clue you in on something. He's going to accomplish his will regardless. And let's start praying as if there's actually a world that has to change. Because until we can pray for it, we're not going to do anything worth a crap. Let's take a moment.
Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the grace that we have been given, the mercy that we have been shared. The sacrifice that redeemed our souls and the power that is present within your church. We ask that we not blaspheme your name through rejecting any aspect of this or for bringing selfishness into the mix and we lay at your feet with humble submission asking that you forgive us of the sins that we carry. May we not carry shame with us but with the conviction we need to live boldly and confidently for you and we ask that you powerfully work within your church, within this church and with all of your church. Kick us into gear that we will serve you with confidence. And do not let us rest until we are obedient. May we bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen.